0: It's May the 3rd, 2023! Happy May. It's gonna be May. All the other memes you can May. It's The Runchy Pod. I'm at Joel Pearl, and as always, I'm here with wrestling's most wonderful news writer, interviewer, commentator, person to talk to. I'm with Ella J. Hi, Ella. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I am wonderful. I am ready. This is my last show of the day until tomorrow when i do the impact post show and we talk mm-hmm. about one of the news stories that we're going to cover today i'm very excited to, uh, to talk about trinity and her new home on impact wrestling otherwise things are good it's it's a little cloudy here in toronto the rain has been on and off but uh, we're here and we're doing all right how are you how was life
1: uh life is going good you know still trying to get stuff settled with my future. I feel like we're always constantly evaluating like what's fulfilling us. What do we want? So I'm kind of in one of those stages right now.
0: (laughs) What do you want, Ella? What do you want?
1: um to make money.
0: <laughs> that sounds like a pretty normal <laughs> expectation. Yes.
1: Um you know in I I think I'm far off from like the the big dream that I have right now um but you know we'll keep working towards it.
0: We manifest everything on this show. Yeah. Give Ella a billion dollars and then follow us here at the Run Cheap <clears> podcast. <throat> follow Ella too on her socials, but you know
1: and, and Joel, you know, we were talking about May, you know, May the 4th is tomorrow, and then Cinco de Mayo is uh, the 5th. I just came up with one for May the 3rd. What's that? May the thirst be with you.
0: Ha, there's plenty of that in wrestling Twitter.
1: <laughs> oh, yeah, there is.
0: Oh, buddy, let me tell you. I mean, I don't follow those accounts. What are you talking about?
1: You don't have to. You all just go to go to your for you page, and they'll pop up.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I, I live on the following tab. I'm That's very funny. Listening. I'm the opposite. <laughs> oh no, no! I'd rather have the the real time run mm-hmm. of what's going on, uh, or I can just go over to my my Blue Sky social account. Oh my god! I know, Stop right? It. I feel like that guy, but I'm going to wow. be like that. Guy. Wow! Anyway, you ready to talk about? uh, we talk about the wrestling. Sure. Let's start with some really interesting and fun and amazing news. If you're a wrestling fan who wants wrestling to succeed, Tony Khan announces 43,000 tickets sold in the ongoing AEW all in pre-sale. This was wild. Yesterday oh, really? on Tuesday, we had hit an excess of 35,000, almost 36,000 tickets. And then today at the end of bell Wednesday, we're passing 43,000 tickets sold with a gate of approximately $5.7 million U.S., which in Canada is like ten point seven something like that. And that's yeah. just pre-sale. Yes, and that's wild. So uh, there's a lot of talk about the pre-sale and what's legitimate and what's not, and the scalpers mm-hmm. get involved. Uh, and, and from what we've understood, the tickets were all purchased with unique codes that were sent out to people who had pre-registered, which is ridiculous. Re- ridiculous and a really good way to do your business if you want to shut down some of the bad faith takers out there. So let's talk about it. Let's talk about 43,000 so far going to AEW All-In at Wembley Stadium in uh, the UK in August.
1: Now, I'm curious, were these sold through Ticketmaster or like some other site? Because it's the UK.
0: I believe it was Live Nation through Ticketmaster.
1: Oh, interesting. And that's like the same thing that uh, had issues with Taylor Swift's concert. And yet... AEW was selling forty three thousand pre sale.
0: Wow. Well, I would, <laughs> I would argue that a Taylor Swift concert, <laughs> while, while it is a giant venue that they're running at Wembley, I think the fan base.
1: Well, yeah, but but still, those like arenas and stuff, I don't think even hold like forty three thousand.
0: No, well, some of the stadiums that Taylor was running, they oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. T- she was running, you know, almost a hundred thousand.
1: Stadiums. Oh, Fair enough. Yeah, I'm
0: looking at, uh, I'm looking at Ticketmaster right now. Mm-hmm. It is on AW All-In. Presale is happening now. Wow. There you go. That's wild. I mean, listen, good for them. Mm-hmm. This is a, a massive event that they're undertaking. I'm, I, I was at the first Arthur Ashe show, the AW Grand mm-hmm. Slam, uh, and that was, you know, almost a 20,000 person gate, and now we've already surpassed that. We've doubled that going into All-In, and we got several months to go.
1: Yeah, so it it's what the end of August, yeah. So, yeah, we have three and a half months still to go, and like they haven't even I mean, to be fair, they haven't even announced any double or nothing stuff, I don't believe yet. Um, and if they have, I missed it, so I apologize. Um, but it's gonna be interesting, you know. I think it's pretty obvious we're at least gonna be getting a lot of the UK native talent there: Soraya, Pac, Jamie, uh, Nigel McGuinness. Maybe we'll finally see Anthony Agogo again. <laughs>
0: Actually, that's a really good shout. We haven't seen him on TV, and yeah. I know like part of it is in jest, but also like he would be a yeah. pretty, if you heat him up. That's you can yeah. do a good uh, specialty match, do a boxing match. Since you have that ESPN boxing uh, reporter who went after Tony Khan, and then Tony fought back, have Anthony Agogo have a boxing match against someone. Oh it'll, be, it'll be Anthony Agogo against QT Marshall, and QT will play oh. the role of the ESPN guy pretending. Like as QTV, that you don't sell th- that I, many
1: tickets. I think if anybody could pull that off, it would be QT. Yes, yeah, hundred <laughs> percent.
0: He will be the Q. He will be. He will be that Q. That's funny. <laughs> Why not? I don't know. This is a. I, I can't. I can't help but tell you. I have a little bit of FOMO going into a show like this, knowing that there are so many tickets sold, and it's once mm-hmm. in a lifetime, or at least a you know a huge show that's coming around uh i don't know would you hop on a plane and head over to london for this if if money were no object
1: if money were no well i don't have my passport though so it's kind of an issue too let's just say you (laughs) had a private (laughs) then then yes because i still have yet to see um my favorite wrestler on aw wrestle live and like, she definitely would be. That's Jamie Hater. Like that's literally her place. I still, I've been to three, three AW shows, four, three or four. And I still have yet to see Jamie Hater wrestle live. It's, it's ridiculous.
0: I'm trying to think if I've seen her wrestle live. I haven't. I don't think I've seen her wrestle live either. I haven't even
1: seen her in a backstage segment.
0: <laughs> you need to see her live and in person in her beauty.
1: Exactly. I
0: yeah. know. Well, I'll tell you one place you will not see her anymore, and that's AEW Dark and Dark Elevation. Mm-hmm. Those two shows are reportedly done, mm-hmm. at least for the time being. Uh, Andrew Zarian of Observer, of all well, Wrestling Observer, and of course, Mattman Radio, Mattman Podcast, whatever he wants to say this week, it's Andrew Zarian. We like it. Mm-hmm. He's fine. Anyway, he was saying that uh, part of the AEW collision deal, which is the new Saturday show that's going to air on Warner Brothers Discovery, is that the two dark and dark elevation shows will be done. Collision comes in ring of honor is still going to be on ROH honor club, but it looks like they're going to start taping a little bit more during the dynamite and collision times. That's not reported, but that's the way it feels to me. Uh, what do you think about this dark and elevation are are off the slate for now?
1: Um, I was talking about this a couple, what was it last week or something when they had kind of teased that it was the final episode of elevation, you know, there's, there's a lot of pros and cons to it. You know, obviously it might've been you. I was talking about it with somebody, you know, a lot of people, um, like it, it's a good thing to add to your resume. If you're an independent wrestler, you know, you can use it for your kind of a little leverage in your future bookings. Um, but for me, honestly like yeah it's good exposure but it also doesn't give um there's only so much you can do in one or two minutes and i don't think that the the indie stars unless you're in the main event which is like 5 or 6 7 minutes maybe a lot of the matches on there i feel like don't get to show them who they like truly are even just a glimpse at who they are as a wrestler when 95% of the time they're just getting squashed um so for me that's kind of my gripe with it yes you know it's good exposure it's it's a good kind of a bullet point on your resume, but at the same time, like you, there's only so much you can do in like one or two minutes for the majority of the matches. For me,
0: yeah, I agree. And and at <clears throat> one point, when Ring of Honor was purchased by Tony Khan, mm-hmm. the idea was that Ring <clears throat> of Honor would become something of a developmental territory for AEW. And yeah. while it's not like that right now, I think that there is an opportunity to do that moving forward. Ring of Honor is presumably, like I said, going to tape before or after or both Mm -hmm. uh, AEW Collision or Dynamite. And then they could also pick up where AEW Dark left off in terms of taping at Universal Studios in Orlando. They're going back there in May. Uh, Actually, they may be going back as early this weekend, isn't it? Either way, Ring of Honor is going to be taping Mm In Orlando again at University.
1: Leaving of honors this weekend. Yeah, and, so and, I, and I only know that because somebody told me they're attending it this weekend.
0: Yeah, so there you go. It's something that uh, you can continue to bring back while not doing stuff on the road uh, mm-hmm. with collision and dynamite. It's it's another place. But like you said, dark and elevation have been, by and large, squash matches. A good place for people to be seen, but there are other opportunities. There,
1: yeah, there's only you can't really develop if you if that is theoretically like your developmental territory unless you're in the main event which like i said gets five six maybe seven minutes you, you can't really there's not much to develop really except your exposure people kind of know your name then but they don't know your character or your your move set really you're just kind of conforming to oh you have to sell to put over this main aw star you can't really develop yourself if you're not given more than one or two minutes
0: yeah exactly uh well speaking of developing yourself let's talk about trinity Mm -hmm. trinity is making her impact wrestling debut she's made it now it's going to air this coming thursday on impact tv i mentioned that at the top of the show looking forward to it uh but she was speaking to busted open radio and mentioned that uh, while leaving wwe is extremely difficult for her she feels like it was a blessing in disguise talk to me about this this was a, a really good interview with trinity
1: yeah, you know, last week obviously uh we saw a little glimpse of it with our uh my good friend Dia Shin, uh from NBC Chicago. He did that kind of first interview, but here she kind of opened up a, a little bit more, you know. I, I imagine it can't be easy talking about that kind of fateful uh May Day as we talk about. It. It's crazy. It'll be like a year and like two weeks or something like that, or next weekend, something like that. It's crazy to think about. Um, But yeah, she's basically saying like why she left. She felt that she was very stagnant, stagnant and wasn't happy. And then obviously that day, you know, there was reports that it was a creative dispute and it seems like it was that way because she said that she left that day because she was, uh, because of the way she was talked to and how everything was handled. And evidently it kind of broke her that day. Um, And then obviously, you know, she said that that was one of the lowest points of her life because, you know, all the the rumors were circulating, all the negativity. And she said uh, reiterated that again, that was one of the lowest points. But then she kind of was able to reset her life. And now she's in Impact Wrestling. And she says she's happy to be there and thankful for the opportunity. And I'm excited to see what she's going to do.
0: Yeah, this is, we've mentioned before, her first foray out of the WWE Mm -hmm. system. Um, You know, she left very famously with Mercedes Monet, as Mm -hmm. she's now known, the former Sasha Banks. And Sasha had done tours uh, on the independent scene before Mm -hmm. being signed by WWE, whereas Trinity had not. So this is an opportunity for her to um, I've mentioned the term rehab before, but I think it has kind of a negative connotation. Mm -hmm. I'm going to use it again only because I can't think of a better term for it, where wrestlers continuously go to a place like Impact Wrestling, have a wonderful six months, look great, and it does, it does rehab their career and it gives refresh? them a, a refresh is a better word. Let's call it okay. a career. <laughs> refresh. Um, I think a rehab is for certain people who maybe had a downfall. Yeah. Uh, and this is not the case for Trinity mm-hmm. Sheet. She walked away. She was done with what was going on in WWE. She said that she was just not happy, and now it seems like she is. And she found what she has called a family in in Impact Wrestling in that locker room. And there are some pert- some uh, some familiar faces for her to work with. Mm-hmm. So uh, she is happily part of impact for who knows how long i if i had to venture a guess it's a six month deal similar to the mia yim deal we haven't mm-hmm. confirmed anything yet uh but if nick aldis's contract uh, news was any surprise to anybody it felt like trinity's is similar and that is a short-term deal uh and we'll find out soon enough how long she's here but it feels like this is a good place for her to refresh This is a good place for her to show off. We know she's a good wrestler. Now she's going to show that she is an even better wrestler when the chains come off and the WWE system is not uh, showing her what to do or telling her how to do it.
1: Yeah. And I mean, um, won't spoil the result of it. But obviously impact also announced that, you know, she obviously had that welcome promo. But then the next night she wrestled Kylan King, one half of the knockouts tag team champions who again is a, is a newer addition to impact. But I'm interested to see because Kylan is this hybrid wrestler. You know, Kylan can be very much powerhouse, but she can also be very technical and she's not afraid to go up top. Uh, it's, I still have to get used to Trinity. I still almost just said Naomi. It's it's weird, even though it's her real name, you know. Um, it's going to take some time to get used to, but I'm excited to see how this match plays out. I saw some clips; won't spoil it. Um, but I think Kylan is is a cool first opponent. You know, you have Taylor a little bit integrated in there, so maybe there'll be some some tag team or or alliance ship. Maybe there, uh, possibly. Um, but I have to assume at some point. Um, I know she. There was videos of her um, kind of in a in a triangle with Deanna and Jordan. So we'll see what develops from there.
0: Yeah. I mean, I have a pretty good inkling of where things are going to go. I'm sure others do as well. Yeah. I am, and I'm not going to spoil it. I'm very much looking forward to her match at Impact Under Siege at the end of this month. It's going to be very fun um by the way if you get a chance to go see this interview with uh, Series xm on busted open radio take a look i love this the background that she's sitting in it looks like she's using her sauna as a recording space (laughs) it's got the cedar walls in the background and there's nothing there it just honestly it looks like she just they have a maybe they have a sauna at home this has got good lighting it doesn't need to be on she's just in the room because it's an enclosed space where she could be quiet and do an interview. Maybe. <laughs> who knows? But anyway, someone else who does a lot of talking and a lot of interviews, and that's Michael Cole talking about Pat McAfee. He says that he won't get out of this full-time until he can have a run with Pat McAfee. So Michael Cole wants to stick around mm-hmm. until he gets a full-time run with Pat McAfee. That's pretty nuts. I mean, let's let's talk about this because, honestly, Cole has been He was great with Pat McAfee. He's still doing pretty well now, even though he's paired with Wade Barrett on Friday Night SmackDown.
1: I love Wade Barrett. But yeah, definitely, you know, and he also cited that Pat McAfee kind of revitalized his WWE career. It gave him more life in there, you know. Um, Obviously, like you said, they were appearing on the Pat McAfee show. We haven't seen Pat full time since September. You know, he popped up at the Rumble for commentary and then he wrestled at WrestleMania but it's uncertain if Pat will ever return full time um or at least more often to WWE. Um and so you know Cole's been in the game 26 years now. That's uh that's the same age as me. Well, I'm going to be 26 anyway. Um crazy to think about. Um so yeah, uh, they were talking about when he might retire. Initially he said like you know, he's 56 now. 60 sounds like a nice number, but then Pat McAfee, of course, you know, misses his good friend, Michael Cole. And he's like, when are we going to, we got to do it together again sometime. So, Cole kind of made him a promise. Um, he says, I'll make a promise to you. I won't get out of this full time and you, until you and I can have at least a little bit of a run left. Now, he joked that if, if uh, McAfee is going to wait till he's 75 years old, then maybe they might have to renegotiate. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> By the way, just reading these quotes, it's wild well to think that Michael Cole, been, he says, I've been on the road nonstop for 26 years, 52 weeks, every week on an airplane, mm-hmm. away from home, away from seeing the kids grow. He says, I've got a couple of grandkids now. Yeah. And I'm like, that is what we have watched this man like grow and just have a full career mm-hmm. on the air. And that's insane to think about. I mean, I, I, I'm 10 years older than you. I have been watching wrestling mm-hmm. since before Michael Cole started, but not too far mm-hmm. before he started. And it's just wild to think about that. You know, I will more than likely see the end of his career as well. Mm-hmm. But um, if he and McAfee get back together again, I wouldn't hate it. They did it at the Rumble, and it was a lot of fun. Uh, you can tell Michael Cole, like you said, he's re-energized when they get to work together.
1: But I'm gonna need them to be on Raw, um, because we we need them together on Raw, so they can uh, McAfee can dance to Shinsuke again.
0: <laughs> That's fair. I would do. The, that. the
1: Miz gave his best attempt. I will say Miz didn't do too bad with his kind of attempt at doing the McAfee shinsuke dance. Um, but it's not the same, you know.
0: It's <laughs> not. And then you know what? I, I'd be down to see it again, just just a few more times. But then what do you do with Kevin Patrick? You put him and Wade Barrett together on SmackDown.
1: Oh man, I, I don't, I don't know because yeah, because Corey's definitely gonna be out. No, Corey's probably gonna be out while and Camrella gives birth, right?
0: You never know. I mean, everyone takes their parental True. differently, right? Some people True. want to take time, some people mm-hmm. don't, or some people have nannies or just shortened time. We don't know. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you know, let's 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 be quite honest. If you are mm-hmm. not the person giving birth in this situation, yeah. you don't have uh, you don't have to uh, spend as much time convalescing. True. Also, Corey is a dad already, so he's probably true, like, true. Yeah, I've done this before. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Either way, we'll see what happens with Pat and Michael Cole. I do want to see them work together again. They're, they're fun. Same. They're great. Uh, but I don't think I need to wait until Michael Cole is 75 to see it happen. <laughs> Let's talk about CM Punk. Here's another guy. I don't need to wait until he's 75 to see it happen. He showed up at Impact Wrestling. He was there at the tapings. He had photos with Jordan Grace, Grace. took photos with Ricky Morton. And like I said on another show, Mm -hmm. the the bigger news here wasn't CM Punk showing up. The bigger news here was that Ricky Morton was guest guest agenting for Impact Wrestling at Chicago's Cicero Stadium. Oh, yeah, that's right. Anyway, Punk was there. He was playing Uno. Let's talk about it, I guess.
1: (laughs) They're not going to know that.
0: (laughs) Hey, man. Gonna I,
1: guess. I mean, who would play CM Punk? I still think it'd be Rosemary, I just imagine.
0: Rosemary <laughs> she, She'd
1: like make the like she'd somehow like put a spell on the cards like in her favor. Like, I don't know. <laughs>
0: and Taylor Wilde's gotta be there doing the same it's true. thing. Kyle it's and true. Kylan mm. King. I, I think that's where you go. Let the
1: yeah, game. I think so. I just also think it'd be funny to see um like Rosemary like try to creep out CM Punk. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I'm just thinking about it now.
1: Yeah. Same. Um, but yeah, I mean, the CM Punk, I mean, granted, Chicago a hot hub, you know, um, wasn't it within the same week too, because raw last week was in Chicago. Yep. And then in the same week, they were also <laughs> impact was in Chicago. So, I mean, punk is just making his rounds. I guess it was just a good week for wrestling in Chicago, you know? And what's crazy is like, we still haven't even, I mean, we've heard reports about him going back to like AW and whatever, but AW still hasn't even like it touched his name. It like publicly and literally since like all out basically.
0: Well, I mean, one, there is a bit of a, I don't know. There's more skin in the game with AEW. There's more, uh, there's more, uh, what's the word? (laughs) There's more drama. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) But in this case, showing up, I mean, listen, showing up on raw was one thing or showing up at Raw, not on raw. That's one thing showing up at impact just to hang out with your pals. Mm -hmm. That's just fun and games. Come on. But also it just, I wonder who he was apologizing to at impact.
1: Yeah. That's, I don't, I don't know who, who would it be?
0: Who would he apologize it's You know, more.
1: Frankie Kazarian was in Ring of Honor at the time he was, I think, right?
0: Yeah, that would work.
1: Um, like, all I can think of is Frankie Kazarian. I don't I'm know. trying to think,
0: like, Punk did a very short stint in Impact Wrestling as well. Did he? Yeah, it was very short. I'm trying to, I'm going to pull it up real quick. Because, uh, like, back when it was TNA. Yeah. So, this would have been this was 2003, 2004, and a little bit 2002, but I don't really count that as much. He did like a, a tag team gauntlet. We, and yeah. Oh, he was nice teaming way. with Ace at the time.
1: Oh, that's so funny.
0: Just what you do. <laughs> uh, but, but Punk and Kazarian were together.
1: Oh, Chris Sabin might have been around that time too.
0: Sabin would have been around. Yeah. I mean, Douglas was around. Raven was around.
1: I'm just trying to think of the people who are in, like, Impact currently. I, it might have it been Saban or Kazarian. Those are the only two people I can think of.
0: But Roddy Strong. Oh, <laughs> no, my God. Uh, yeah, no, this is what's funny is that it was The Gathering, so it was CM Punk and Julio De Niro. Oh, yeah. he, They just kept facing um, ECW guys.
1: Oh, that's
0: interesting. It was literally week after week. It was like Mikey Whipwreck and Sandman, Terry Funk and Sandman, Raven and Terry Funk, Raven and Sabu, (laughs) Paul Mahoney and Sandman. Yeah, Raven and Sandman. Abyss, Kevin Northcutt, and Legend. That's not at all. Oh, one of them was Colt Cabana.
1: That's actually funny. Matt Sadal. Oh, my God. That's a long time ago. Holy moly.
0: Wow. Well, anyway, there you go. He was probably talking to. yeah, he actually is there anyone else here? Hmm. James Storm, Chris Harris, they're not there anymore. Hmm. No, really would have been Kaz. Punk just making up right on the spot there. It's the only way I can think about it.
1: Donnie Swinger! Johnny Swinger! <laughs> I'm literally, yeah, Johnny Swinger. Oh, my God.
0: So there you go. Swingman and and Punk were very clearly playing. Wow. Yeah.
1: 2003, June 2003.
0: Wow. 20 years ago. Yeah. My goodness. Well, there you go. CM Punk apologizes to Johnny Swinger. Run (sighs) that on your. You heard it here first. That's right. We're here. We got it. Let's talk about, uh, let's talk about the WWE draft, shall we? Okay. I mean, do we have to? I guess we should. Who, who really, who shocked you in the draft? Who, who What was a move? Was there a move that really caught you by surprise?
1: Yes, them making the women's champion switch brands. Didn't like that, huh? You know, at least I think at this point, Bianca has, I think this weekend, Bianca makes history as like the longest reigning Raw Women's Championship, Raw, Raw Women, Women's Champion. But like, that's such a lame. That's such a lame ending. Like she could have done so much more.
0: I mean, I agree with you. Yeah,
1: uh, and just the swapping of the titles. Like I was excited for Rhea to. I mean, granted, the draft is going to shake things up anyway. But Rhea hasn't really been a part, a significant part of SmackDown, like ever. She's been a Raw girl since coming up. Um. So I was excited to see what she could do on the Red Brand, and it's just like, what's it's like? Come
0: on. So my general feeling is that they're not going to do the title swap. And that instead we're doing a rebranding of the women's championships. Oh God. What
1: would would those names even be? Something global, something.
0: No, you just call one, the, the WWE women's championship. And the other one is the women's universal championship. Oh my God. Why not? (sighs) I guess. It's better than the Raw SmackDown Women's Championship. And Champions. then
1: what happens with the tag team titles?
0: <laughs> the tag team titles are still going to be... Well, listen, you can still call them the Raw SmackDown Tag Team Championships or mm-hmm. you can rebrand those too. I think that, honestly, they're going to re-split those anyway because once Sammy and KO lose mm-hmm. the SmackDown tag titles, they'll be mm-hmm. exclusive. So that's all they have to do is lose mm-hmm. those titles, which they could easily do by having a bunch of... Tag teams on SmackDown compete in a number one contendership match. And then the winner faces Sammy and KO. Sammy KO has a match against, let's say, Pretty Deadly. Someone gets involved, screws Sammy and KO out of the match, and they lose the tag titles. Pretty Deadly are the SmackDown tag titles holders, just like that.
1: Hmm. Oh, man. I don't know. That's just a lot of titles to, like, change up in a short span of time.
0: Yeah, don't get me wrong, it's not the best, but at least it oh. gets you uh gets you a little bit closer to getting more people, you know. Yeah. More people. I
1: I <laughs> mean, I I still would have liked to see Rhea more on Smackdown. We haven't really, you know, she had that little bit of Charlotte. It was like, like just a little teaser though. She was really she had what? One match I think she had one match, like one actual match on SmackDown in the lead up to Mania, like after Chamber. But most of it was just confronting Charlotte, promo, then brawling. We didn't really get to see her wrestle on SmackDown. Could've, I want to like to see what she could have done.
0: Yeah, and there's still, there, well, I mean, there's no time, but there's still, there, there's still more stories to tell. I think. Yeah, yeah, That's but true. Uh, <laughs> I'm, I am interested as to how they tell the story. Of the NXT Women's Tag Team Championship, I yeah. have a theory: Alba Fire and Isla Dawn were drafted to SmackDown, and then Casey Squared, as I call them—that's uh, Kitana, mm-hmm. dance and Caden Carter. I always mess up their names, so I had to make sure that I didn't. (laughs) Uh, They were drafted to Monday Night Raw, and then this past Tuesday on NXT TV, they had a match for the NXT Women's Tag Titles. Carter and Chance did not win. Fire and Dawn retained. They're going Mm -hmm. to SmackDown. The WWE Women's Tag Champions, Liv Morgan and Raquel Rodriguez, are on Raw. Mm -hmm. I have a feeling that they're about to make the SmackDown Women's Tag Team Championships.
1: But also like you, because I know you watch, Dawn and Fire said that they would they would defend them on all three brands.
0: No, Chance and Carter said that they would Mm. Dawn and Fire said that they were going to Friday nights. They didn't Mm. specify. Mm. A common misconception. (laughs) So interesting. I am hoping that they have plans for all of these people, I'm sure they won't. Uh, there are there there's certain points of of hope here coming out of the draft. Mm-hmm. I'm looking forward, I know that I know that a lot of people don't like Austin Theory, but look at what Gunter did for the Intercontinental Championship yeah. on SmackDown while Roman wasn't around. Mm-hmm. They elevated the stake in that title. You can do it again, and this time it's Austin Theory's turn. If Theory mm-hmm. doesn't do that with the U.S. Championship, well, guess what? You're probably gonna Pivot to someone like AJ Styles, and I don't mind that.
1: I thought that AJ would be the one to unseat Gunther, but maybe he's the
0: one to unseat Theory. <laughs> I think it's more likely that those who have a banger at, uh, yeah. at SummerSlam yeah. after maybe setting something up at Money in the Bank. Mm. It's it's possible, but then you've got, you know, Seamus is still there as well. Yeah, awesome Theory. <laughs>
1: Austin Theory eats a bro kick.
0: I mean, listen, you have know, to lift your leg that high if you're Seamus. That's true. Here, actually, I shouldn't say that. Theory is about, he's, he's a couple inches taller than I am, and I'm about yeah. six feet. So there you mm-hmm. go. He, he's, theory, theory is a, is a. Um, he's a large dude. Like he. Yeah, is, I've, I've stood next to him, yeah. Like, you know, you've been there. So it's it's strange with these people sometimes. Mm-hmm. Sometimes they're a lot bigger on TV mm-hmm. and stuff. They're not. They're a lot smaller. Yeah. What about Cameron Grimes? What do you think of him being drafted to SmackDown?
1: Um, I mean, it was kind of reported that he was because he hasn't been on NXT TV since November, I think. Um, And then you know, he we saw him have a little cameo on Raw, and he had that main event match. I think it was in February. Um, I don't know what they're gonna do with him next. Really, are they gonna repackage him? What are they gonna do? Um, But I I think he uh, can soar to the moon (laughs) um i hope anyway
0: yeah me too i'm hoping that they have some plans for him because uh there is opportunity with cameron grimes
1: i'm honestly more excited for grayson waller though
0: (laughs) really i mean i can understand why but what do you what do you hope for him
1: well well first of all i don't know if you saw his twitter i think it was today he teased a rematch with aj styles obviously it seems aj is going to be geared with something with the viking raiders right now viking raiders are still in smackdown right
0: uh, I think they were actually drafted to Raw. Oh, then never mind. Oh, they're, um, they're <laughs> This Friday, I think they're doing Good Brothers versus the Viking Raiders.
1: Okay. Well, I'm just saying, like you could easily run back AJ and Grayson. I think, you know, the Raw has The Miz and SmackDown has Grayson Waller. Um, I just think, you know, it, it's so deserved. And like somebody said it perfectly, like he's one that doesn't need a championship to stay relevant or to define his career. You know, he hasn't touched any gold while he was in NXT. And I think he is one of those rare kind of superstars. Who doesn't need a title to stay relevant. Um, he just oozes charisma and he's great on the mic, he's great in the ring. Um, and like, I don't know, maybe it's because I started watching him since before he joined WWE, and I have a little bit of a soft spot for him. Um, but I'm excited to see what he does. Um, LA Knight is on SmackDown too, right?
0: Yeah, Waller oh. and Knight. Oh. I want to see them be obnoxious together. <laughs> so do I. <laughs> But I don't know who you would. Te- I guess you could team them up against. Mm-hmm. Good Brothers against Street mm-hmm. Profits. Uh, oh,
1: against the Street Profits. So the thing is, is Grayson Waller's style is kind of like the Street Profits, like how they dress and like, mm-hmm. you know, um, I oh, wow. oh, I like that idea.
0: Waller Waller's style is more like a boxing shorts type of thing. Kind Whereas- of,
1: but it's still, sp- I don't know how to explain it. Um, but I like that idea against the Street Profits.
0: Yeah, and maybe it can lead to an inevitable turn, not turn, but a splitting of the three profits. I don't mm-hmm. want anyone to turn heel in this case. I would rather yeah. Dawkins and Tez kind of look at each other and say, this ain't working right now. Mm-hmm. Let's split and come back later. Mm-hmm. You know, good luck to yeah. you. Buddy. Uh, and we'll see. I, and again, I mentioned them before. Pretty deadly. I think sky's the limit for them. They yeah. were brought in from NXT UK and immediately pushed to the moon on NXT. Now they're on SmackDown. I really wish that they had Finished the story uh, from NXT <laughs> where they were dumped into the water. I wish they had just finished it on SmackDown. Oh, I see. I up.
1: see the transition you're about to make.
0: Go on. I've mentioned it before, and I will say it again. They should have had the two show up on SmackDown this Friday mm-hmm. from Puerto Rico, just covered in seaweed and drenched. Oh yeah. <laughs> and should, and someone should have been like, Jesus Christ, what happened to you? I'm going to be like. We were dumped in the water. We swam from Orlando. <laughs> Where the hell were you? Or like a fishing boat picked us up on the way to Puerto Rico. We got lucky. Oh Let's yeah, yeah. The story, but instead, no. They were shown hugging in the performance center, mm-hmm. and everyone's excited. Then they posted to their socials they, how they escaped the water and, and uh, they they helped each other perform CPR or, or get the water out.
1: Hmm, that, that's such a wholesome rescue story.
0: They are very wholesome, those They two. rescued
1: themselves.
0: <laughs> they did, as one does. Uh, who, who else was, uh, was worth popping out for you? Ugh,
1: well, you said finish the story, right? Dude, oh, why yeah. the fuck are Roman and Cody on different brands?
0: I feel like the answer was to anchor stories or anchor people on different brands. Cody is very clearly the number one guy. Yeah. Roman is very clearly a number one guy. They wanted to make the rosters seem as enticing mm. as good for the. Purchasing. Yeah.
1: Yeah. For me, maybe, maybe I'm more skewed to SmackDown because more of like my favorite people are on SmackDown, um, which I'm a little bit bummed about because my next show is a raw here um but you know like uh, cody just you know his goal was to win the w not to say he can't win money in the bank or something um but his goal was to win the wwe championship you know the title that had eluded his father had eluded his brother and has now eluded him you know that was his goal of finishing the story of capturing the wwe championship you know World Heavyweight, he's still a world champion technically, but it doesn't hit the same. It doesn't technically hit the the nail on the head of finishing the story. Um, And not to say that, you know, he doesn't deserve it, but I, you know, the story was with the WWE Championship. Um, And I think if he's in this tournament, I don't see him losing then, assuming it's a tournament for the WWE World Heavyweight Championship. Um, But I feel like having Rollins and Cody, like, Assuming, assuming they both go after this championship, I feel like it, it kind of uh, complicates things.
0: Yeah, it absolutely does. But at the same time, you know, Cody has said, the, the, the story is clear. I still want Roman Reigns, but he's going to potentially enter the World Heavyweight Championship tournament. I just wouldn't let him.
1: I, I know because like it's clear very clear that they're pushing Rollins and yes we know Cody you know has unfinished business with like maybe Brock Lesnar will just attack him and then Cody's out for a month and then comes back at money in the bank and wins that
0: I don't, I don't want that. him to win money in the bank either because that's I, super-
1: but like how do you get him back to Roman is the question
0: you know what you do. You sent, <laughs> I've said this on so many shows It's getting obnoxious Everyone is talking about the Cody Rhodes story And they're maybe unwilling Or not unknowingly But just maybe they're not seeing That they're talking about a certain story From 10 years ago Where John Cena had to find his way Back to the WWE Championship And eventually face The Rock For the second time mm-hmm. at WrestleMania In a match that was then clowned on And called twice in a lifetime it was supposed oh, yeah
1: to yeah that was during my my lifetime yep <laughs> yeah
0: yeah exactly so they did once in a lifetime and then they had to do it again because this time it was for a championship mm-hmm. this is um kind of where I'm at is that Rhodes is telling the Cena crisis of conscious storyline, and Joel, we're gonna be back on it again
1: Joel Joel, I can't take another year of this rain I can't
0: you're gonna have to I'm sorry Joel
1: I can't I will literally like just. I will literally melt into the abyss.
0: No, I get it, but you're going to have to. I
1: can't. To I can't no, no, I refuse. I can't take it.
0: No, it's just the way it is. I'm sorry. No, <laughs> can't, can't do anything about it.
1: <laughs> I'm showing up to, to WW, the new WWE headquarters. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you You can try, but I'm telling you now. No, you can't win. I'm sorry.
1: Yes, I can.
0: Well, you can try. Uh I'm I don't think Cody Rhodes wins the the championship. I think it's more likely maybe someone like Drew McIntyre wins how,
1: it. How do you have Cody lose then?
0: Or you take him out, or Drew McIntyre decimates Cody in the final when he turns heel or cements a heel turn. You think it's gonna be Drew. I think Drew's turning heel. I know that much. Mm-hmm. As for anyone else on this roster. Someone else I can put him Or,
1: Or, you know, Brock Lesnar just takes him out for three weeks.
0: Yeah, you can do that. But I also made a a comment about Brock Lesnar being the first champion. Mm -hmm. And I don't don't think that's wrong either because WWE commentary is sitting there telling you every single week Mm -hmm. since they announced the title that he is the most decorated combat sports Mm -hmm. athlete in history. Mm -hmm. Well, how do you decorate a combat sport veteran? You give him another title. Man.
1: You have Seth Rollins right in front of you.
0: Seth's Seth is there. I don't think Seth is the guy to win the title first.
1: Yes, he is. No,
0: I think Seth is the guy that wins the title in a grandiose fashion. He conquers somebody like a Drew McIntyre. If Drew is a heel,
1: if Drew's heel, I'm fine with Drew being heel, but I demand broken dreams.
0: You might get it. Who knows? I better. Maybe it's part of a repackaging.
1: I hope so. My show's in July. They 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 got they got two months <laughs> to give me broken dreams. <laughs> me
0: too. Oh man. Well that's that's kind of where we're at right now with the, the Ron Smackdown rosters. Was there anyone else who uh, who really stood out to you, someone that you wanted to shout out or think about?
1: I'm kind of surprised just in general of how many NXT call ups there were. There were yes. there was like what? I think there was eight to ten. I think there was close to ten.
0: So I could count them out right now, but there are certainly some that were Sink or Swim call-ups. Oh, no. Actually, I think there
1: was more like 12 because six of them were the girls. JD McDonough, Cameron, Grayson, um, Odyssey Jones. You know what's crazy? (laughs) They didn't even announce Zion Quinn. He's just a free agent.
0: So Zion Quinn and Von Wagner, are, I think, as I alluded to, those are the Sink or Swim.
1: Yeah. So there's like 12 call-ups technically then, right? Oh, pretty deadly. Is there like 14?
0: I mean, you, do you count Veer, Sangha, and Jinder Mahal as a? NXT? Oh, no. Role?
1: I wasn't even thinking of them or, or Apollo.
0: No? You're not? Okay. No.
1: Then, then that's like 16 then. But still, that's a lot.
0: Yeah. They wanted to really kind of, I get add some depth. Yeah. Back into the I, I still,
1: I still yeah. feel like SmackDown has the stronger roster. Maybe, mm-hmm. maybe it's because more of my favorites are there. Maybe I'm more drawn to it. Um, but... I'm just scared. I, I This is going to sound really stupid, but time is valuable, especially on SmackDown when it's an hour less than Raw. And you have Roman when he shows up. His entrance is like 10 minutes it takes. And we're lucky if that's like without commercial. Um, so like that takes up a whole, you could have a whole match in that time. So I'm just worried about that.
0: Yeah. I'm, I'm wondering how everything breaks down. I mean, SmackDown is a two hour show. Yeah. Raw being a three-hour show plus main event, you had to add in another couple mm-hmm. of matches there, so you do add up to another four to four to eight, depending on the tag team people on your roster. There's uh, there's there's room to uh, there's room to scale Raw more than SmackDown.
1: Yeah, I'm just I'm just worried for a few people because Roman's on on uh. Smackdown granted like I said he doesn't show up all the time but still like that's a whole like 10 minutes you could have a whole match in that time
0: yeah but I mean Roman again Roman doesn't show up very often right now it looks like uh Solus is gonna basically be Roman's stand-in his NPC, you know his replacement so I don't hate that um that was the weird thing about the draft too, was like Roman and solo are a package, but then I kind of thought about it. It's like, yeah, Roman's not going to be here all the time. So solo can be his secondary, his, his understudy.
1: Who do you have? I'm trying to think who's on SmackDown right now. Where does the bloodline turn to? Because obviously they're going to be um, shifting ways, you know, after backlash.
0: So like, I say this today on the other show that I do on, on Overbook, yeah. But, I feel like the Usos and Solo lose the matchup backlash. And that's going to start a whole story with the Usos and Solo and Roman and Paul and just the, the casting off of the island of relevancy. Just and with they, each other. Or,
1: okay. Yeah,
0: they kind of do something internally. And they don't follow any championship aspirations. Maybe solo does, but it's very much the Usos and Roman having issues.
1: My question is who does Roman face at night of champions? Omos. Omos is a free agent. We don't even know.
0: Well, that's it. Why do you, and he was also made a free agent in storyline and not as as like as a story. Okay. I have a feeling MVP is going to be like, Oh, I negotiated this. Do you think that Omos
1: beats Rollins? Uh cuz the- I feel like in order to set up Omos to even be in the discussion to face Roman Reigns, he would have to beat Seth Rollins at Backlash.
0: Which you should not do at all. So who is Seth having issue with right now?
1: He had a thing with Solo Sokoa, and then, you know, he hasn't really been feuding with anybody. He's just been going out and, like, singing his song. You know, he had the match with The Miz. The one week he came out and just sung his song. Uh, This week, you know, he came out face solo. They're going to be on different brands going forward. But right now, Seth doesn't really have any issues with, with, like, any uh, reoccurring storylines with anybody right now.
0: It's true. He's been pretty listless uh, in the last few weeks. So maybe this is the match with Omos, Ends with Omas getting the pin after yeah. Seth Rollins gets, uh gets interfered with screwed with. I
1: mean, yeah, the only, maybe, maybe you should not book Rollins to lose cleanly. I'll tell you that much. Well,
0: maybe that's the return of Drew McIntyre right there. Mm-hmm. You bring back Drew to take out Seth and then they're going to be a part of the, uh, the big, the big tournament.
1: It's possible. But also we have not seen Drew like in weeks.
0: We haven't seen him since WrestleMania. Yeah. He went off on a bender with Seamus and never came back.
1: Yeah, didn't he? Was this the one? Was this before? Is he? I know he has the contract thing, but isn't he like injured or sick or something right now?
0: I mean, the the joke was with with Drew was that he was getting food poisoning every other week on the road.
1: Oh yeah, yeah. Drew mm-hmm. is a
0: very adventurous man. I mean,
1: Lashley is going after the U.S. title at.
0: Yeah. Is Bronson Reed on Raw? Is he still on Raw? He was drafted to Raw, and I thought... So, he is, so
1: he's not winning.
0: Yeah. Um, well, or maybe he is, and then... you maybe, have
1: Gun- Then you have the U.S. and Intercontinental Championship on the same roster. Maybe
0: Can't there's a trade. Maybe Gunter drops the title to somebody in the next weeks. That's so
1: stupid. That yeah. just undoes the draft. But then again, it's... Who knows?
0: <laughs> yeah, it makes things a little stranger. But I I think you just telegraphed that theory who, is... Who dangerous. does Roman...
1: I mean, it technically Cross is still it technically, I guess, could be carrying Cross. It ain't
0: Cross. I've I know, it but in, it ain't cross. <laughs> it ain't cross.
1: Roman's a heel, though, so yeah, I know.
0: Yeah, I, I could, really think we're closer to Omos than we are.
1: Have and, we had Seamus and Roman?
0: No, and that is one that I've been clamoring for for a little while, but you got to heat up Sheamus real yeah. quick because right now he's just seconding his voice.
1: I, I feel like I feel like they'll have to have a contenders match for yeah, Night of Champions.
0: That's possible. Uh again, we'll see how they set it up after Backlash because God all knows it right could now, just be
1: Brock again.
0: <laughs> well, that's the thing, right? The so I've said this before. Uh the yeah. while well, the agreement was that Brock cannot challenge Roman again for the WWE mm-hmm. Championship, okay. The taking if he takes out Cody then it can be Brock being the yeah. mercenary saying, I did my part of the deal, Paul yeah. yours. And then Paul says, you're right. You did your part. You can now challenge Roman reigns for the universal championship.
1: But that doesn't make sense right now because Cody's on the other brand.
0: Well, no, but Brock is a free agent. So still Roman wants to take out Cody. He still hates Cody.
1: Yeah. But Cody technically couldn't even like challenge. It wouldn't even matter if he took out, co- took out Cody. Cause Cody can't even challenge him right now. Hmm.
0: That's true.
1: So I don't. I I feel like you have to set up like a, you have to set up a contenders match somehow because nobody I think right now, unless it's like a returning Randy Orton or something, where the person just has a history of like world titles, whatever. There's nobody right now that's like really hot that could even like. Granted, you know stuff will form after backlash, so we, we don't really know. Um, but there's no. I mean, I would like to see Sheamus, but again, like you said, he needs to get hot and get some traction behind him. So I think um to get any traction behind anybody, you need to kind of have a contenders match or even like a four person tournament or something.
0: Yeah. So I, I guess we'll, we'll see what they do. Like I said, after backlash, that'll be the big, <sighs> uh, that'll be Ooh. the big question.
1: I'm trying to think who else is on this. You know, edge is a part-timer. He's already lost to Roman, mm-hmm. oh, man. I wanted it to be Randy, but it's not
0: <laughs> planning a time to get Randy back. I don't think he's coming back anytime yeah. soon.
1: I, I feel like Seamus I feel like, I don't know. I'm just trying to think of the Bobby. It depends if, you know, he wins the U S title or not. Um,
0: I mean, I still love the idea of doing Seamus. He, they haven't, they haven't rekindled their feud since 2016, 2018.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Where he cashed in. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. The cash in and Mm Seamus fight that whole thing.
1: I feel like, I mean, I feel like Seamus is a, is a plausible first option. Um, so I don't know, but we'll see.
0: We will. But anyway, let's move on. Let's, uh, mm-hmm. There's not much else other than NXT. Indy Hartwell gets drafted, and mm-hmm. she has dropped the NXT Women's Championship. So instead of having Indy drop the title last week when she was mm-hmm. injured and wasn't wearing a boot, they're going to have another tournament to determine the NXT Women's Championship. Ella, I don't like this.
1: Well, they kind of put themselves into a corner now, didn't they?
0: It was a very foolish corner to put themselves in. I think we talked about it last week. If Indy was fine and it's a four to six week high ankle sprain, as as she said, uh, in terms of recovery period, that's traditionally what it would be. Then you would get to Battleground, the next NXT show. And then Indy could have faced whoever. They could have just done promo back and forth and yada, yada, yada. But instead, no, she gets drafted. She's going to be up on main roster. And now they got to figure out what to do with the women's championship. So a tournament, good old fashioned three week mm-hmm. tournaments. And who gets it? Cause all the women joined the fray at the end. Of except the- Roxanne Perez. Oh, that's a good point. Maybe she was too nervous to join.
1: Maybe. And you know, I mean, she's super, super baby face, you know? Yep. Hmm. I mean, I'm pretty much cool with anybody except one person personally. Um, but I think like it c- it could be a few people. I don't think, I don't think you should put it back on Roxanne because then it, it's crazy to think that it would feel like a consolation prize for her. So considering she's already a former champion, you know, um, it would just feel weird to put it back on Roxanne. You know, Tiffany is still developing. I think it's a little, you know, I, I said that she could win the title at stand and deliver, but kind of like reevaluating it, you know, I mean, granted they've put people on titles that I don't, I don't think would have been ready before they could, but I think it's a little too soon for Tiffany. Um
0: I think Tiffany grabbing the title first yeah. implies she is not going to win. Yeah. That being said, I have no bloody idea who could take that title other than maybe Roxanne again. You could really shock the world dude Lyra Valkyria. Yeah. But she's got to go on a tear to get there. Yeah. It's going to be strange because again, the the women's championship to me feels a little bit devalued with the way they've yeah. booked the last few months. Yeah. So whoever gets it has to be a number one, you know, a number one star who comes in and takes it by storm.
1: Yeah. I'm trying to think right now. Zoe got called up. Yep. Indy got called up. You know, I I still think Alba fire could have had a great run as champ. Um, you know, maybe Maybe it'll be J.C. Jane, you know, like,
0: I don't hate that. Yeah. J.C. winning and then having a a big blow off with Gigi. Give Gigi the big moment next year. There's something there. Maybe. Yeah, you
1: know, you know, she she just won last night and then beat down Gigi afterwards in front of her brother. So I feel like, you know, they had that image of her with the blood. I feel like she's, you know, it's, she's just now getting the steam of getting out of the toxic attraction shadow. You know, she's already beaten Gigi um, now and it's she's recovered from injury, it seems. So I guess why not full, pull the full trigger on this singles run with the NXT Women's Championship, you know?
0: I'm really hoping that they don't do a thing where JC approaches the brother, the brother screws Gigi all because he's <laughs> JC. Oh my God. Jaycee no, do thing. not
1: even put that into their heads. <laughs> and then
0: it all ends with Gigi or sorry, Gigi's brother, like mm-hmm. taking out JC and getting Gigi the win. And oh you know, it's high drama. It's not that it's bad. It's an
1: elaborate plan. I mean, it would be high drama, but it could go for else. a
0: few months. It works. Could. Anyway, uh, Joe Gacy, only has a few months left with the Dyad. Dyad are uh, mm-hmm. trying to get out of their contracts. October. They don't. They're not getting out, so instead it's October they're out. And that's, yeah. that's quite a ways away. Mm-hmm. But either way, Joe Gacy beat Mark Coffey, got himself a, uh, another title match for the Dyad. But it feels like Joe Gacy's getting closer to getting rid of them because as he's talked to the Dyad in a backstage promo, Dyad walks off and then Gacy and Ava Rain are standing there. And Ava says, you did something for them. Maybe next you should do something for yourself. And it felt like maybe that thing is going a little crazy and jumping out the dyad. You think it feels like it, Mm. but do they do it before or after they win those tag titles?
1: You think they're winning? Interesting.
0: They have until October. Mm -hmm. They're not going to leave before that. It could just be a way to maybe, you know, satiate, placate, Mm -hmm. make the dyad feel like, you know, we still like you. We still want you around. Give you a hot title run, and maybe you'll reconsider. But Joe Casey has to take out mm-hmm. the diet first. Who knows? You mean you? Yeah, that's me. I'm out the diet. Thank you. I was waiting for someone to, to mention that. Uh, and then, of course, the NXT Women's Tag Titles in the air. Honestly, I wouldn't even bother bringing them back. <laughs> oh my just, god! Just, just honestly. I hate the idea of calling them the new SmackDown women's tag titles. You have no tag teams in NXT. Women's tag teams. And every time you make some, you hot potato the title, and then they feud, and then that's the end of that team, and then they just repeat the process over and over mm-hmm. again. There's no need for it, so just, shh, bye. Backlashes this weekend. I'm sure we'll have all the fallout. We'll talk about it. Yeah. Till then, Ella... Let's get out of here. It's all the people where they can find you plug your stuff.
1: You can follow me on Twitter at it's Ella J uh, and Instagram at underscore. It's Ella J because somebody took that at, um, that's not even named Ella for some reason. Um, but if you go to the link in my bio, you can find all my links to all my podcasts and projects and writing all there in one convenient place.
0: Perfect. It's the run sheet pod. Every Wednesday we drop a new episode. So come and join us here at the run sheet pod on Twitter. Maybe someone will do something with it. I don't know. We haven't decided yet. (laughs) Either way, I am at Joel Pearl, J-O-E-L-P-E-A-R-L. Ladies, gentlemen, friends beyond the binary. We'll see you in the next one. Cheers.